Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 11 of the Parenting Aces podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I am your host, Lisa Stone, and this week I have the pleasure of speaking with Ryan Redondo, who is an unbelievable force in San Diego, California tennis. You're going to hear from Ryan about all of the work that he and his group are doing to grow tennis in the San Diego area, to bring tennis to kids and adults that may not have had access otherwise, and supporting those players once they do get involved in the game. So I'm just thrilled to have him on. I am just a a huge fan of Ryan and all of the work that he's doing down there. But before I bring Ryan on the show, I want to just give a quick reminder that if you haven't already, we would love for you to become a premium member of Parenting Aces. All you have to do is go to our website, parentingaces.com, and click on the join button on the top right. As part of our premium member package, you also get complimentary consults one-on-one with me to talk about whatever questions or concerns you have regarding your child's junior tennis and college tennis journey. So I hope you'll take full advantage of all that we have to offer through our website, through our Facebook page and Facebook groups, through our Twitter feed and Instagram feed. We are here to make this journey a much more pleasant one for all of you. So for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Ryan Redondo. Hey, Ryan, it's so good to see you on camera. Usually we see each other in person now that we're both West Coast SoCal people. Yeah, definitely. It's great to see you. And we also don't have masks on because when we did see each other a lot, we always had a mask on outside during the tournaments. But thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. I'm so excited to have you share what's happening down in San Diego, specifically at Barnes Tennis Center and the work you're doing in the community. But before we jump to that, can you just give our listeners a brief kind of rundown of your life in tennis, how you got started playing and and all of the accomplishments that you have tallied up over the years? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so how I got started in tennis, well, I think it was chosen for me just because I have a massive family, a big family, the Redondos, you know, there are nine siblings. Uh, my father, Skip, the oldest of the nine. Um, but, um, you know, when I was born, my dad was the head coach at San Diego State for about 11 and a half years. So I just grew up on campus watching the guys practice traveling with them, you know, to all the matches. So I was exposed very early and just fell in love with the game. Played my first tournament when I was five, got beat, you know, O and O cried, you know, all the way home. And, um, you know, that just really set the path uh, competitively. And I was just, you know, very, very blessed and lucky to be able to 
travel all over the world as a kid playing tournaments, um, played the Futures, played some Challengers, and then had an amazing experience playing college tennis and uh, just staying in the industry and coaching and in the coaching game. Um, and now here I am at Youth Tennis San Diego and Barnes Tennis Center. Well, and you and I first met uh, when my son was going through college recruiting and somebody suggested that he reach out to you. You were the head men's coach at University of Pacific at the time. And so Morgan came and had a visit with you guys and much to my dismay, decided not to sign with UOP. Um, I think he might have had a very different college tennis experience. I not think. I know he would have had a very different college tennis experience, but um, it started a friendship between you and me. So I am very grateful to you for, you know, helping him make those tough decisions back in the day and, uh, you know, for, for pursuing the relationship with me personally and with Parenting Aces and all the support that you give us. So thank you for that. And um, now let's jump into what's happening down in San Diego, because, oh my goodness, when you left UOP, it was to come back down to your home turf in San Diego, California, and really, you have not stopped since you set foot back home. You want to kind of walk us through what has been happening, not only at Barnes Tennis Center, but with, uh, is it Youth Tennis San Diego? Is that the official name? Yeah, youth, so Youth Tennis San Diego, it's a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization. They're the the organization owns and operates the Barnes Tennis Center um, since it was built in 1995. But the history goes back to it was formerly the San Diego Tennis Patrons, which started in 1952. Wow. So the organization has been around in San Diego, um, providing tournaments, scholarships, and just opportunities for kids for you know for years since mm-hmm. the uh, since the 50s. Um, I was just looking at an old you know framed photo of Michael Chang. I think he won the 12s nationals and he wrote a thank you card to the San Diego tennis patrons, uh, for giving him a scholarship to be able to travel to play that. So the organization is just, it's such a beautiful, wonderful, um, organization led by so many different, um, just fantastic stakeholders and community members and staffs that we've had before here, um, that have just given everything to this, um, uh, this, this organization and now this center. So, um, yeah, we've been going strong <laughs> since I got here. Yeah. Uh, May 1st, 2020 is when I was hired. Uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, we were shut down. Um, but it was really a, um, a selfishly, not the not COVID or anything, the, that ter- the terrible pandemic, um, but an opportunity to kind of have a blank canvas and say, okay, what could this become? Mm-hmm. And that's when I was able to, you know, really work with the staff and the team we have here and the board and, you know, start to really paint these visions that we have. And, and we've been really, you know, really fortunate to be able to execute them because there's a lot of areas that weren't able to do things. We were able to bring um, events here to San Diego safely. And I think we really, um, we were really able to execute with a lot of trust that we're going to do things the right way um, and people would be safe and can still play tennis. And so it just kind of, you know, led to another thing, led to another opportunity and, and we just have such a, a strong community support here that we're able to accomplish a lot. One of the things that I think is so cool about San Diego tennis is 
Y'all have some amazing junior players coming out of the community, elite level players that are going on to play at top tier college programs, going on to the pro tour, um, really making waves. But at the same time, you've embraced this kind of outreach to kids that may not have those aspirations. A, they may not know those aspirations exist for them because they've never been exposed. But but B, they just want to learn tennis because it looks fun and it's a way to hang out with their friends. And you guys have created such a well-rounded program at Barnes where kids and, and not just kids, adults too, of any level can find a program at Barnes Tennis Center to suit what they're looking to achieve in the sport. Can you talk a little bit about why that's so important? Yeah, that's, um, it's, it's, I would say the first thing that comes to my mind is our signature outreach program is the Kathy Chabot Willette after school tennis program. And that's that the outreach uh, programs that we do uh, with uh, all the schools in San Diego. So through the San Diego Unified School District and then the city of San Diego Parks and Rec Department. So we're able to go into onto blacktops. We go to the parks that have courts and are we pay for all the coaches and the equipment, all the classes there to go out. And uh, what, what I mean, why I'm bringing this up is because Kathy set it up so that we're teaching kids just the love of the game first. So it's really, like you said, it's that just love of hitting a ball, being around your friends, socializing, and just creating that, that culture and that energy first, um, which is so important to, if you think about it, everything that we do, right? And then right. from there, um, you know, being able to then just continue to give opportunities, whether that's um, a kid just being around other positive role models, or to, you know, hey, that kid really loves tennis, has got some talent, wants to play more. How do we scholarship them to the Barnes Tennis Center? How do we get them to the next um, park where there, there's another ASD program? So it's just combining this all through really it starts with the love of the game. That's the only way we could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and then from there, just uh, it's all about opportunity. Right. And we have some great, like you said, great San Diego players here. Um, that have come out of the Barnes Tennis Center, but uh, out of just the city. Um, and that's, again, it's just through partnerships and support through the SETA has been great to us. The USTA Foundation has been great. Um, you know, we, like you said, we've had um, some elite level players come out of here win national championships. But I was just filming one of our little eight-year-old boys that just won Little Mo, right? And now he's going to D.C., and was invited by the USDA Foundation to play in the, the DC Cup. Um, it just gives me goosebumps to think of all these opportunities that people are getting through through tennis right. on court. And then I know you want to talk about other things off court, but those are the just the wonderful thing that, things that our sport um, really creates for people. And, and I want to just point out the takeaway for me, listening to you talk about all of this outreach that you guys are doing is you don't just go in for an afternoon, bring equipment, work with the kids for a couple hours, then pack up the equipment and go home. And then they never see you again. No, you guys come in, you provide instruction, you provide equipment, you provide access to the facility, you provide education. And so you're looking to really get these kids committed 
to a love of the game so that they're inspired to continue to learn and grow and and pursue the game at whatever level is appropriate for them. And this is something that to me, you know, and I, I hear about a lot of outreach. This is something that really sets you apart, Ryan, and the work that you're doing is it's not just these one day, one and done events. It's a commitment long-term. Yeah, it is. It's, it's wonderful. And again, it's something that this organization really has been doing for so long. Um, our director of AST, Lindsay Vosberg, just sent an email out to all the coaches yesterday that are all out in the city just thanking them because it's also the coaches that, you know, they're not doing it yeah. for a lot of money. We can't pay them a lot, right. but, it, you know, it's that love that they're, they see that vision and what they're able to offer to another child and another person is really the inspiring thing. And it's really, it just creates this collective, this team that, and this group that has to come together to provide these things. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really awesome. And, you know, I want to point out, it takes a lot of funding to make this happen. This, as you said, you're paying the coaches, you're, you're providing equipment that costs money. You, you may have to pay some sort of fee to rent the facilities or, or whatever, but the money is there. And I, I tend to get a little frustrated when people say, oh, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Well, there are people out in the world who are lovers of the sport, whether they play the game or they're just fans of the game, maybe their children grew up playing, that would love to participate in efforts like this. And so sometimes it's just a matter of identifying benefactors that want to help grow the game, that want to give back. And that's something that I think you're brilliant at is finding those people who really want to be you know, part of this movement of growing tennis, but also you then connect them with the people that can make it happen. The coaches, the facility managers, et cetera, et cetera, the, the manufacturers of equipment. So I, it is a multi-pronged process, but, you know, and it takes effort. I get that, but I get really frustrated when I hear people talk about how expensive it is and, oh, we can't do it because it costs too much and yada, yada. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to make that extra effort. And certainly the networking is a key component of the success that you're finding. And, you know, the Redondo name carries a lot of weight, let's face it. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Um, uh, But not so much as just the, I think, like you said, the efforts of the team that we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have a development, you know, when I was first hired, there was a development director. Um, she was amazing about, uh, about, uh, grants and connecting, you know, that network with grants to, okay, this is how we're supporting the city. Um, we have a new director of development and, and it's the same thing. It's just constantly looking at how do you turn this stone? Is this one going to work? And you just, you can't stop. Right. And right. there are, a lot of other organizations that are not involved in tennis that see the value that we're bringing and want to partner with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One example is I just, you know, Molly's angels is one that we've just got a partnership with and they're heavily connected with one of the homeless high schools here in San Diego. And so we're now programming at an elementary and middle school for, I think it's about 75% uh, homeless kids and transient families. Wow. And now, now the high school part, and that's through a different foundation that sees, okay, tennis can really help these kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
when school's out from three to six, that's the most dangerous time for our youth. So let's bring the tennis in at that time in that high school. And it's not easy. Um, you know, for our coaches, they get challenged um, no matter where they are, but you just have to continue. And with consistency, we aren't just there one day and out. You know, we run eight week sessions. We'll take a week break. Here's the next eight week session. We go through summertime, you know, so we're, we're, we're consistent. Um, and I think that really helps with just the, the trust that we're there and we're yeah. providing these things all the time. And, and I get what you're saying about the frustration. Um, but it just it takes it it just takes a lot of effort and a lot of love. <laughs> well, and you exude that. So I want to jump into really the reason that I reached out to you to do this podcast this week is I saw your Facebook post that <clears throat> excuse me that Barnes has a new digital learning lab on yeah. site. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, here's Ryan again, you know, just adding, 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 and providing so much opportunity for these kids. Talk a little bit about why a digital learning lab at Barnes Tennis Center, what you hope it's going to accomplish, and how it came to be. Yeah, that's a, it's, we're really excited about it. Uh, Inspire 360 uh, Digital Learning Lab through some wonderful um, San Diegans that just wanted to partner with us. And it, it started during COVID, right? All of our kids were home on, you know, trying to get on a laptop, a Chromebook to learn from their teachers to do school. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was the start of it. Okay. How could we be a part of helping families and helping kids with their education as well? And so that was the start of it. Um, Our former uh, development director, Barbara Edwards and I, and and the, the staff here, we started Okay, what could we do? What does it look like? And we just started to do a ton of research. Um, Other uh, school districts, other private schools, charter schools, the USTA, we just started talking to everybody. Okay, what do you guys do with your lab? And we just started to think, okay, well, here's, here's this opportunity. During COVID, one thing that we learned in San Diego alone, there was over 100,000 kids that didn't have digital access or couldn't get on Wi-Fi. Wow. So, you know, we thought, okay, well, here's, here's, this is, we can help solve that, right? Maybe not with a hundred thousand kids, but with five kids, it just takes one, right? To do that. And so we just started to come up with different ideas of how can we help kids digitally? This is the new era, right? Yeah. You and I are talking right now um, and school and, and there's so many different enrichment programs and different things that um, kids and people, adults as well can do to just add more value and opportunity to their lives. So that was the start of it. And then again, we kind of went out there to some of our supporters and our donors and, and inspire 360 um, uh, through uh, some friends of ours here, you know, they stepped up and wanted to really help us and really love that idea. So we have um, Apple computers in there, uh, digital boards. Uh, we're, We're in the process of getting a ton of laptops um, and a 3D printer, which is going to be really exciting. Uh, we've or we we do um, robotics summer camp, so we do tennis and robotics in the afternoons. So this is going to really add more to the summer camp uh, value. But really, what we want to see out of this is that it helps all the whole spectrum of of, of um, the youth that we serve, right from the recreational group to the outreach to our high level, you know, national champions. You know, how can they all um, get value out of this lab. So we're in the we're in the process of programming it right now, 
But ultimately, you know, our after-school tennis program is here on site as well. So what they'll do is they'll do like an hour of tennis, 30 minutes of homework assistance. So now these computers, you know, now we can say, all right, jump on the computer, log into your homework, right? Mm -hmm. And we can help them that way. Um, Molly's, uh, sorry, Monarch High School. We can bring those kids that might not have laptops or access to digital um, equipment. We can provide that for them. Um, some of our kids that are constantly traveling all over the country playing level ones and ITFs, you know, we can get them in there to do that. We can have, um, you know, one thing we envision is SAT prep for all kids, uh, even education on how to do taxes, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we can just get our kids as much exposure to real world life, you know, so when they graduate high school, you know, we are able to provide some kind of platform. Um, and further to that, you know, down the road, really being able to take classes online. If we have an academy or kids that do homeschool, we don't have many homeschool kids here. We try to um, support, you know, uh, going to high school and having the opportunities to continue to study after school here. So there's so many different things like we, so right now we're creating the menu Mm -hmm. of what we could do. um, And then we'll start to refine it so that we have a full, you know, annual process of what we can uh, offer to our kids. And then, you know, when kids are in school, there's opportunities for senior citizens to come in and learn how to get online, learn how to use the web, um, the web um, and Microsoft Word and all those kind of things, too, that they might not have had training for. So I'm talking a lot because we're really excited about it and it's beautiful. Um, I can't wait for you to see it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the digital lab right now. Yeah, I want to tour when I come down for National Hard Courts. So yeah. I'm, I definitely want to take a look. So. We were talking before we started recording this about the whole using the lab as kind of a tool for college recruiting and what you guys are building at Barnes to assist these young players that have the dream of playing college tennis and may need that extra assistance to get noticed by college coaches, or maybe they, they just don't have an understanding of how to market themselves to the college coaches. So can you talk a little bit about, Ryan, what you guys are have already put in place at Barnes and what you're continuing to put in place in the future to help these kids achieve that goal of playing college tennis? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're still a little bit of a ways of where we really want to be with it, but what we've started is We've got um, 12 track tennis live stream cameras on our courts. And so a part of the, the lab that I didn't talk about yet was um, the analysis side, right? And so the, and the education side for our kids that are out playing these tournaments. Um, so what, we're, what we really want to do is be able to provide the opportunities for the kids to get more exposure. So can we record on site with their coach during a lesson or one of the many tournaments we have here? And then start to really tailor our, our videos as a former college coach. Um, there's so many schools out there that need video recruits. They can't see you all the time. They can't travel. Mm-hmm. So this is a great way for our kids to gain exposure. Um, so we're really looking to add that piece to uh, the recruiting side where we can start setting that up for our kids. Um, and then again, like I said, second to that is, or not second, but additionally, being able for our coaches to start to go in and really start looking at how the players are playing, um, sitting down with them and giving them those the educational side to improving, which is then going to help recruiting. Um, you know, there's so many different metrics and data that we can start providing that we want to be able to do. 
So that's a really exciting part. Um, and then just also the, the live stream and being able to um, then go into a lab showing our younger kids what's possible too. Because it's yes. one thing to start that at high school, freshman year. But, you know, again, we have all of these kids from junior circuit events to level sevens that we're trying to connect. You know, for instance, our after school tennis program, we have kids in our outreach programs, families had never gone to college and through tennis and through support and scholarships, they're the first to go to school. So ultimately, you know, we have this, this jump program that we're doing that I didn't talk about where we're offering free entry fees for all uh, junior circuit and level seven events. So all of these kids are able to come at least once to two times a month at Barnes and play these tournaments. They can get a USTA ranking. They start to get kind of in that com competitive mold. Well, now we can start saying, okay, well, this is how you set up recruiting. This mm -hmm. is how you start contacting coaches. So we're, again, we're not there yet, but this is all in the process to start really building um, the platforms for these kids. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys have this plan and you understand the stepping stones that need to be built first in order to achieve that end goal. But along the way, what you're doing is bringing the sport to kids that might never have access to it. You're bringing college dreams to kids that may not have even known that that was available to them yeah. and you know all through tennis which I, for me is just such a win right i mean it's growing the game it's it's you know introducing these children to a sport that they can play forever and ever and you know we talk a lot about how tennis is a sport for a lifetime but you know i always use my dad my dad's 84 still plays tennis and you know how cool is that oh yeah it is. It's, it's such an amazing sport. We have an ATP event and a WTA event coming, you know, girls nationals. Um, but when you think about it, ultimately, those are for kids, you know, to watch right. and adults just for inspiration. That's what it does. And people ask, well, why are you bringing those here? It's inspiration for people to see what the best are like. And could you be like that? Or just for the love of it. Like, I, you know, you just love seeing that kind of tennis. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see all levels of tennis around here. And, and like you said, it's just for a lifetime, every different level, every different stage of the sport, um, really sets us apart from other sports really too. You recently were part of the SoCal pro circuit event that happened too, right? You guys hosted one of the events at Barnes, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So can you talk about how events like that really bolstered the other efforts that you're working on, you know, by bringing these there, I mean, you had junior players participating in the SoCal pro circuit. You had current and recent graduating college players. You had professionals. I mean, it was amazing. And men yeah. and women. Yeah. The, um, the SETA did such a great job on that circuit. I mean, how many events was it? 12 events? Six. Within? Well, Six men and six women. Yeah. 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 So men's and women's event, right? Yeah. Um, uh, six weeks in a row. And they did an amazing job. So uh, Chris Boyers, you know, he had this vision of, of bringing this opportunity for our Southern Cal and American players. Um, and Trevor Croneman and his staff and, and the USTA, you know, just did an amazing job. And I, and I know that's going to continue to happen. And what it does is just continues to provide opportunities for players of all different backgrounds and levels 
um, to get their foot in the door at that level. And that's really what it is. Um, we saw a girl, one of our wildcard girls got to the semis, you know, had we not had those tournaments here, those points and those opportunities and experiences would have never happened. Right. That's what's so important to growing the game, um, strengthening American tennis, strengthening Southern Cal tennis is opportunities. And that's what was provided. Um, so it was really amazing to be a part of it and just see a group of people come together to make it happen. Um, and, um, you know, I think at the, at the higher levels, as you, not the higher levels of tennis, but as you, at the higher levels of thinking about growing the game, that's where we have to start connecting and, and making yeah. those opportunities. Um, one of well, the great- and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but, but along those lines, one of the things that was so cool about these SoCal pro circuit events was not only did you have the event, not only did you have qualifying for the event, but there was also pre-qualifying for the event. Yeah. And so anybody could sign up and play pre-qualifying try to get through that, earn a spot into the qualies, then earn a spot into the main draw. And it's connecting these different pieces of of tennis together and bringing them, kind of funneling from different directions and bringing them all into these pro circuit events that I think is so cool. And I'm really hopeful that all the sections around the United States will implement something similar Um, where, and I know there are other sections doing similar types of tournaments, but I just think, you know, for these juniors, especially to have the opportunity to get on court with a current college player or somebody that's grinding on the tour and just see what it feels like to hit that kind of a ball and to face that kind of fitness level and movement and professionalism is just so inspiring. Oh yeah. It's amazing. It, It is inspiring. And then it sets a whole nother standard for the, for the junior, right? You just right. Get, you get used to it. You, you understand, okay, this is what it takes. Um, and it then propels them at another level and they get another standard of, okay, this is how we do things. Right. Yeah. And that's the opportunity. So the younger we can expose them to that, just the better the opportunity. And, you know, when you look at countries like in Italy that just started providing all of these opportunities and look how well they're doing, yeah. uh, I think you see that with the U.S. though right now. I mean, there are a lot of great American players coming up, and our numbers are really high. Men and women are doing really well. Um, so again, I think it's uh, I, I think you know we're moving in the right direction. COVID stopped us a little bit because of certain, obviously because of the shutdown. Yeah. Um, but I know the USTA had like a wild card linkage um, program that they were doing before that, and that's something that I'm really interested in and. The pro circuits, you can see all these wild cards to Southern Cal players and Americans that play for Southern Cal teams. And the more that we can continue to do that, like you said, you know, Texas, if they can get that going, just look how many opportunities there are um, to grow the game. And, you know, it's just, it's a great thing. So, and to manage, yeah, and to manage the financial piece of it, the financial burden, you know, when you can go to one, area and stay for six weeks and get high level competition week after week after week, not have to spend money on travel, not have to worry about travel. Um, You know, and I know that for the SoCal pro circuit, there was a lot of private housing of players happening. So, you know, for many of these players, they didn't have any expense, you know, they were staying with a local family who would, 
drive them to their matches. And then you've got a built-in fan base too, you know, yeah. by utilizing the, the local families. Um, all of a sudden, you know, the husband, the wife, the three kids are all out yeah. there cheering you on. And I mean, it's just, it just makes for such a cool atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, uh, you know, Ethan Quinn, you know, he, yeah. he was in the finals and beat August and his host, whole host family was here watching. And that was another cool thing to see. I know Rancho Santa Fe Tennis Club, the membership loved it, you know, and they did a lot of different activations for it. Um, for us on the final day, we ran a junior circuit and level seven event. Mm. We had hundreds of kids with families here, you know, and so now the players had this for a $15,000 tournament had yeah. a huge crowd. And then, you know, Jack Kramer club, you know, they did dinners around events and stuff and that's really how to do it. You know, yeah. when we start to connect community with tennis and tournaments, we're going to, we're going to succeed. And, um, and you're going to get more donors. You're going to get more investments. You're going to get just more connections and that's how it happens. So yeah, yeah, they did a great job. Really lucky. And, and so you, I mean, as busy as you are, you now got also another new venture with RKT three, where you're consulting and, and helping other communities, facilities, kind of learn how to do what you're doing down in San Diego, which I think is so cool. Um, You guys are helping families navigate through, you're helping, you know, different coaches, different uh, entities get funding, find space, Mm -hmm. develop coaches, all of those things to help grow the game. I don't know how you find time to do all that and put on all these events that you put on and you've got young kids yourself. So you're a busy dad. Um, But dare I ask what's coming next down in San Diego? What, what's, what do we have to look forward to? Uh, Yeah, I know. I know there's a lot. Well, I know the RKT I'm really excited about with Eric and, and Kong. We just have different unique experiences, you know, through the industry that we can help people and, and we get, you know, between Eric and I, we're constantly getting calls. How do I do this? How do I do that? And and it's just helping the community and, and just helping grow and helping other people. That was mm-hmm. really behind it is how can we continue to help people with what we've done before? And if that's a value to them, let's move forward with it. And so really excited about that. Right now, the ATP event, the WTA event, yeah. uh, Tennessee, San Diego, we have our gala during the Girls Nationals. So I've got some things to focus on, you know, for the end of the year. Um, All the while we're building Padel courts here and I'm playing in that. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, but uh, more to come. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Ryan, if people want to reach out to you, um, you know, to consult or, you know, just to kind of pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way for them to reach you? Email. Email is best. Okay. And we will... Don't call the office. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll have your email address in the show notes on parentingaces.com. So yeah. I want to encourage all of you who are interested in maybe implementing some of the fabulous things that Ryan's got going on down in San Diego. If you want to bring that to your community, he is a wealth of information. He is a generous soul that doesn't um, hoard these great ideas for himself. He is happy to share and and grow the game across the country, across the world. So I encourage you to reach out to him. Um, Ryan, I mean, with, with national hard courts coming up in 
what, a week and a half, two weeks? It's soon. Oh my gosh. Um, so I guess I'm going to be seeing you <laughs> soon down in San Diego. I look forward to that. Um, but just wishing you continued success with all of these efforts. I just, I, you're an amazing human and just a powerhouse of energy and great ideas. And um, I, we all have a lot to learn from the great work that you're doing down in San Diego. So congratulations. And thanks for taking time to share it with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for everything you're doing too. I've learned a lot watching your podcasts and all the information you're putting out um, for parents, but for people in the industry too, just to know what's going on and stuff. So thank you as well. Thank you for having me. And, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great rest of the day. For my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community. Thank <laughs> you.